Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Well, it looks like the Warriors are finally getting right. Nothing like the lowly Sacramento Kings to give you a little bit more confidence in yourselves. The Kings, they weren't playing with De'Aaron Fox or DeMontis Sabonis, so they were... (laughs) kind of they kind of look like a preseason team or like a G League team to some extent. The Warriors were in control of this one pretty much the whole way. They got up to a 21, 24 point lead or something like that and then the Kings, they got a little bit closer. They got it to single digits in the fourth, but the Warriors put a stop to that. They made moves, they hit clutch shots and they got big defensive stops. Plain and simple, awesome. First, they got the win. Second of all, they flexed on the Kings, right? Like, they were able to answer any slight runs the Kings made late in this one. I love the fact that Draymond Green played on a back-to-back. He hadn't played in the previous one, but it just goes to show you that he is very, very serious about getting himself right for the postseason. He knows that there are three days off between this game and the Lakers game on Thursday. So I'm glad he wanted to get more court time, work on some things, get his conditioning up, keep his conditioning where it is. And that means a lot, right? He could have easily been like, oh, yo, it's a back-to-back. That Utah game took a lot out of me. Let me, let me rest. But, you know, he sees the writing on the wall. He needs to be better. And he knows he's not there yet. He's gotten better. In these past few games, his effort, his motor, and this is a good sign overall. And plus, he was playing the Kings, so he knew he could get some pretty decent run for himself. He played 24 minutes, which isn't a lot for him, so he didn't have to go 34, 35 minutes. He had seven boards, five assists, three turnovers, and he fouled out with six points. Great. I'm happy with that night. He looked good. He hit a couple threes. He hit both of his threes actually tonight early on. And it was great having him out there because he really did control both ends of the court for the Warriors and helped slow down those runs from the Kings. Andrew Wiggins, hey, I keep saying we just need him to be average Wiggins. And he was actually better than that tonight. He played 36 minutes, eight for 16 Four for seven from three, five of six from the free throw line. How about them apples? Five boards, five assists, 25 points. He had a couple big dunks and, you know, he was aggressive. And this is a good sign too, because we're looking for this team and its individual parts, the players to each start getting ready for some very intense competition. And it's good to see him being a little bit more active out there and knowing that especially in this game that the Warriors needed him to score and him actually doing it so props to Wiggins Jordan Poole again he's just doing his thing 34 minutes nine for 15 four from nine from three five boards five assists 22 points dang you know he really is turning into like a mini Steph in a way. He's actually kind of a cross between Steph and Clay, right? He's like in between their heights. He can shoot almost as well as them. And he's craftier than Clay getting to the basket, but not as crafty as Steph yet. So, I mean, Jordan Poole is just 
he's a revelation. I said that at the beginning of the season. I think I had an episode that was called Jordan Poole as a revelation. But even more so now, I'm just very, very stunned, surprised. There were quotes from Donovan Mitchell after the Jazz game saying that he was surprised at how good Jordan Poole was. And he knew that he put in the work. So it's just a testament to him. Bottom line, like, again, that debate about him deserving $80 million over four years, he probably deserves more than that if he keeps playing like this. If he goes through a long playoff stretch and plays like this, and if he helps this team really, really materially so win a title, oh, this guy's going to make a whole ton of money. And he'll deserve it, right, for that. I said earlier in the season that, you know, the Warriors don't need to trade for a fourth all-star or something. They don't need a Bradley Beal. I'll take Jordan Poole over Bradley Beal right now, right? Bradley Beal is better as of now, but he's older. Jordan Poole is cheaper as of now, (laughs) and he's younger. And obviously any trade earlier in the season or in the offseason for Bradley Beal would have included Kaminga, Wiseman, Wiggins, <laughs> Moody. So it's not even a one for one trade. Keep that in mind, like how lucky the Warriors are to have Jordan Poole and how lucky they are to have a guy that wants it this bad and that is working this hard. A lot of it has to do with the organization and the vets and the mentorship he's gotten from guys like Andre Guadala, Clay Thompson, Steph, Draymond, all those dudes. But Jordan Poole was a guy after his below mediocre rookie season who was in the gym as much as he could get in the gym during that 2020 COVID summer. So, I mean, for any young player out there or anybody doing anything, like put in the work, you know, eventually it'll pay off somehow, some way. We saw the return of Jonathan Kaminga. He played a whopping 31 minutes, six for 11 from the field, two for three from three, Three for six from the line, five boards, four assists, 17 points plus 12 on the night. Man, love seeing that kid play. Again, he just brings such a different dynamic to this team. And, you know, we may not see him as much as we had hoped during the postseason. We're seeing the lineups that Kerr's going with in most games being all the vets. But it's good that these back-to-backs, Kaminga can get some run, stay fresh, He may or may not play too much in the next couple games, but he'll play a lot in the final, final game, which is a back-to-back against the New Orleans Pelicans. If they blow out the Lakers on Thursday or the Spurs on Saturday, then yeah, you'll see him. But at least in this one, it was good to see him just get on the court and not miss a beat. I was a little worried that he would be rusty, that he would kind of need some time to get his rhythm back. But I mean, when you can get to the cup just like that, your rhythm comes back to you pretty quickly. Hopefully he can stay in rhythm during the playoffs. And when he's needed, they can insert him, you know, as somebody who can guard an opposing wing or guard as somebody who needs to play spot minutes as a small ball center, as somebody they need to insert into a game when no one else can get to the basket, when no one else can score. You put in the guy who can get shots in the paint, get to the rim, and get to the free throw line. And I also just kind of say, I mean, some of those dunks, like that dunk Kaminga had uh, right before halftime where Andrew Wiggins drove to the bucket and drew the defender and Kaminga in the right corner, dunker spot, started running at the basket. Wiggins hit him and 
Kaminga rose up, clutched, and threw it down, almost hit his head on the backboard. I mean, his head gets high, you know? It's pretty impressive. So it's good to see that. That's a weapon that they can definitely throw out there. And hopefully, hopefully the national audience can see him in those big moments in the playoffs. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We didn't see Moses Moody very much. He came in for like the last couple of minutes garbage time. Largely because of that run that the Kings made, the starters and the regular rotation guys had to play a little bit more to kind of pump up that lead. So, of course, Moody probably would have come in earlier, maybe at the six or seven minute mark if the Kings didn't get it down to single digits. But, you know, hopefully Moody gets some court time before the season is over. Nemanja Bielica, hey, (laughs) where's he been all season? 30 minutes, seven for 11, three for six from three. Hit both of his free throws, 12 boards, 6 assists, 2 blocks, 19 points. Again, it's the Kings, right? But Kerr has been really like forcing Bielitsa into the rotation. And maybe it's starting to pay dividends. I know I've been down on Bielitsa. A ton of fans have been down on Bielitsa. Warriors beat writers and columnists have been down on Bielitsa. But if he can hit his threes... And if he's not afraid to take those threes, if he's not doing the fake the three drive and kick turnover thing, (laughs) which he is very, very prone to do, if he can stop doing that and then just play the role that the Warriors need him to, then that's all right. You know, that's all right. He may not be the strongest dude, you know, he doesn't have much definition on his arms, but the dude is 6'9 and he's tough minded. So we'll see how he plays the rest of the season, but this is all just about the Warriors not just getting wins, but finding their rhythm individually and collectively. So no major, major complaints about this one. Yeah, they let the Kings back in, but in a way, sometimes that is inevitable. The NBA is a game of runs, as we all know, but the most important thing is how the Warriors responded. The Kings never got close enough that they were ever realistically a threat. And To be honest, I'll tell you something like I've talked about some of the games in the past month or so where it felt like, oh, you know, the Warriors, I don't think they'll hold on to this one. It just didn't feel right, you know, but this one, it just felt like, yeah, no, the Kings are not going to pull this out. Like the Warriors will pull this one out, you know, watching them play and how they're playing. This felt like old times, old times being, I guess, the end of 2021, right? Not even that long ago. So if they can get right, get healthy, this is what we've been wanting. Like I said, three more games left. They should be able to take all three. I'll take a 2-1-1 record out of this, you know? 
as long as that one isn't like a, a backbreaker or a terrible, terrible loss, you know what I mean? Like one of those bad losses. But I think they should and will take all three, but you want at least two. Anyway, love these early games. That means I can record earlier and get to sleep earlier. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our new YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes. Be sure to check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Folk Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you can, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And also leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be super helpful. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. <laughs>